good. One of, one of the really important dates that we weren't able to attend together was Easter. And uh, my message that started last week, entitled in the today also, that he's alive. Amen? Jesus is alive. And we're so grateful. And because he's alive, we can have a relationship with God Almighty. We can have a real, ongoing relationship with the creator of the universe because he's alive. And, and you and I are in a really great place in the history of the world. Being able to be privileged to live at this time is more than actually that we can even ask or think about. Um, uh, it's, it is, it, there's no time greater to be alive than right now, I, I believe, in the history of the world. And to have revelation of God, to be able to navigate through life and deal with every single issue is something that, that there's just days that it's hard to contain how amazing that this life is with God in the midst of things going on. And last week we talked about we talked about the word reset. Our first Sunday back we're resetting. <clears throat> and I shared with you <clears throat> define the, defining the word reset is to set again or differently. When something has stopped, it's reset and many times it's reset in better condition to accomplish the desired results. And that's what I believe we're doing even now. We're resetting in a greater way, and part of that reason that we're able to reset in a different way and be better than we were before is because of what we've seen ourselves walk through in difficult times. M many people that have had no revelation uh, are in great fear. It's just the way it works. If you have no understanding of God, when you face difficult things, you'll be in great fear. But we've come through something with God's Word and the revelation of God's Word, and we're better, we're different, and we're better than we were before because everybody goes through things, but it's allowing God to be God in the midst of what you go through that is the key to our success. I'll say it again. Everybody goes through things. But if we don't learn to allow God to be God in the midst of what we go through, then we come out on the other side of things many times blaming, for God, for, blaming God for the difficulties of what we face. Say this after me. That's not me. Say it again. That's not us. We're not here to blame God for anything. We're here to embrace God and understand Him for who He is and what He's created us for in this earth. Happy Father's Day, Father. Amen? Happy Father's Day, Father. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers here today. Amen? And if you're not a father yet, I promise you this message is for you today.
<clears throat> there used to be a show in the, actually it was in the 60s, well, it may have even started in the 50s. What was the name of it? Father Knows Best. I, I didn't really watch the show, but I sure liked the title. Amen? Because I always know best. No. <clears throat> um, but our Heavenly Father, He knows best. There's no question that He knows what's best. <clears throat> and He knew what was best for His Son. And he knew it was best for his son to sacrifice for you and I, to lay his life down for you and I. That was best. And in the garden, the son's will and the father's will were not the same. In the garden of, in the garden of Gethsemane, the father's will and the son's will were not the same. Son said this. If there be any other way, let this cup pass from me. Because what he began to experience was what he was going to go through. He began to sweat drops of blood. But he said, not my will, but yours be done. His will and the Father's will were not the same. He submitted to the will of the Father because he knew Father knows best. Man, I'm telling you today, Father knows best. In my life, in your life, in every person's life, our Heavenly Father knows best. I promise you. <clears throat> today we're talking about and we're continuing in our series that we're on concerning that Jesus is alive and the fact that he's alive, the authority that he has given us. Today we're talking about the authority that the Father has prepared for you and I. Um, all the women in the house stand. I thought this was Father's Day. <clears throat> now hear me when I say this. There's not, a, there, there's not one woman here or any woman on the planet that is less than a man. And actually, you are men with the womb. You're men with a womb. That's what woman is. Man with a womb. And the father's heart you were created to have. You were created to have the Father's heart. The Bible defines the Father as everything. In essence, the Father is the father, the mother, the brother, the sister, the aunt, the uncle. He's the everything. The Father is everything. And to every one of you women, I'm telling you today, you have the Father's heart to be everything you were created to be. You were not created to be earthly fathers. 
unless that role got transferred to you because some man wouldn't rise up and be who he was supposed to be and be the father to his children. Otherwise, you weren't created to be earthly fathers, but you have the Father's heart to be the everything that you were created to be. I'm just telling you today, you're not any less a person. What we're talking about here are roles that God set up. You can sit. Thank you. And thank you, all you women, mothers, mothers-to-be, for who you are. And all the men stand. The Father has given each and every one of you authority as sons. Our Heavenly Father had a son, and that son came to the earth. And when he was baptized in the River Jordan... The father spoke over him and he said, this is my beloved son and I am so pleased with you. I'm so pleased. I'm telling you today, the father's looking down on each of you as sons. And he has given you authority to be sons. You're going to have to stand there just for a minute as I finish this. My earthly father, he's alive, he's a great man, but my earthly father didn't have, and he and I have talked about this, I'm not exposing him, or we've had many talks about this, but he didn't have all the goods to be an earthly father to me. He didn't know how to be. He did the best that he could. I mean, I'm here today, right? I thank God for him. I thank God for him today. He and I have a great relationship today. But growing up, he didn't have that ability to speak over me and and instill in me his blessing to me as my father and me being his son. One of the reasons that the Bible says that there there are many teachers or immature leaders, but few fathers... And the reason is because so many men never became real sons. I'm telling you today that it's more important that you realize that first and foremost, you are a son of the Most High God, so that that empowerment and that authority comes on you to be able to be everything that you were created to be. And I promise you that one of the most important hats that you'll ever wear as men is that of a father. Whether, you have, whether you're a father today or not, if you're not married and you're not a father, you have no children, what's more important is that you have the authority of God than anything else. Because with the authority, when the day of being a father comes or whatever, or you're, you have surrogate kids that grow up and spiritual children that you're fathering, you have the anointing and the authority to help them. Our society deceived a lot of people, making them think that 
they've got to hurry up and get married, and if you're not married, you're some geek, and if you're this or whatever. No, no, it's a lie from the pit of hell. I mean, I mean, is it really that important to hurry up and get married and have no goods and no authority and no understanding and treat your, as men, treat your wife like crap, not know how to raise your children? I mean, is that most important that we become those type of people first or to learn who we are in God? Listen to me. God takes you where you're at. I made huge mistakes as a father not knowing how to be one. My, my heavenly father gave me men of God to help teach me and impart things in my life. And every one of you, God is taking you where you're at today and his blessing is on you and he's pleased with you because he created you to operate in his authority and to, his authority and to demonstrate his nature and his heart and his purpose in the earth. And I'm telling you, every one of you men today, you have that ability in God. You pursue God every day. You pursue God for that anointing and that empowerment on your life so that whatever you do in the future and all the different people that come in contact with you, whether it's your blood children, your spiritual children, it's people that need to know things, that you're aware and you have the authority to be God to them. And I'll tell you, Every one of you women sitting today, what I told you earlier, you have the heart of the Father to be that to any and everybody the same way. In your roles and in your place. Not advocating, you know, well, you can just, I just choose to be a stay-at-home dad. You can be a stay-at-home dad, but you're still a dad. You can choose to be anything you want. You can work it out the way the two of you agree is working it out. But at the end of the day, you men are men, and you were created to operate in that role of, with the heart of the Father and demonstrating all the qualities of the Father to the other men in your life, the other people in your life. Can you say amen to that? You can be seated. Jesus made this statement in John 8 and 31. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I'm telling you today, if you continue in, in the word, then you'll know the truth about the authority that God has given you. If you continue in his word, then you will know the truth about the authority that God has given you and he's called you to operate in. I'm going to say it one more time. If you continue in his word, you will understand the authority that God has given you and how to operate in that authority. I, I want to read this passage <clears throat> and make a couple of points about this. In Malachi chapter 4, the last the last chapter of the Old Testament and the last six verses I'm going to read. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear the name of 
the son of righteousness, shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. I'm not sure about all that, but <clears throat> you shall trample the wicked, for they, be, they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this. What day is he talking about? This day. Since the day that the Son of Righteousness arose with healing in his wings. And when from that day to this day, it's this day. The day we're in today. This is what he said he would do. On the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts, remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all of Israel with the statutes and the judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. and He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. What God has done and what is being done in this day God wants more than anything. The Father wants more than anything for people to know that they can have a relationship with Him. He wants that more than anything. And for that to happen, there has to be examples in the earth of fatherhood. There have to be examples of fatherhood. In, in my mind, I'm thinking of my own children, and at the same time, I'm also thinking, because of, of what God has said to me, I'm thinking of all the other children that I have. And I have some children that are older than me. That's what's amazing about God, because what God wants people to see, if, 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 if I'm 60 years old and which I am 60, am I? No, I'm 61. I'm 61, and if there's somebody that's 70 years old that's never known the heart of the Father, and God uses me to minister His heart to that person, that's what matters. That's what we have to be prepared for. That's what God has set us up for, to help people, to get the Father's heart in His way. And, and we can't just give lip service to that. It has to become a part of our lives. It has to be something that we do on purpose. Because I'm telling you right now, I don't care what it looks like on planet Earth, it is the best time to be a Christian ever in the history of the world. If you have the revelation. If you're, you have the revelation to continue in his word and know that his word revealed in your heart has the answer to every single thing there is out there. You have nothing that you face today or you will ever face in life that there is not already an answer to. He's already made a way. Even when it seems like there's no way, he's already made the way. 
You have to acknowledge that. You have to receive that. You have to process that. It has to become a way of life for you. And if you don't allow that to become a way of life for you, then you'll be talked out of it forever. You'll always be moved by what you see. And when you're moved by your emotions and you let your emotions lead you in life, your emotions will always lead you in the wrong direction. Because that way that seems right, it's never right. Well, you know, maybe 2% of the time. The way that seems right went with the way that was right. But most of the time, it doesn't. Did you hear me? I said, most of the time, it doesn't work out. So we can't be, we can't be the seems like people. we got to be the people that know. And it's not just for us. It's for the success of everybody. How many believe that today? It's the success of everybody. God is turning the hearts of the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. He's turning the hearts. That's what's happening. He's turning the hearts. You know what I really like about social media today, right now? Is that, I mean, you know, there's all this stuff. But, man, there are some really good things coming out of people's hearts. People are posting some things that you think, wow, that guy said that? Don't underestimate what you think you know about people. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And do not give up on a soul out there. Because God's will is all come to the saving knowledge. I don't care what it looks like today, what it seems there appears to be, they're all coming in. Amen? Long as I'm on this earth, that's what I say. They're all coming in. Amen? And if I got to win them all, bless God, let's do it. <laughs> all six billion of them. Amen? No. But you believe that, and people all over the planet believe that. Everybody's coming in. So you can rejoice when good things happen to people. You can rejoice. And we've got to be fathers that teach children, our children, teach people around us, and teach all of our surrogate kids that, that are a part of us. Listen, sometimes your next-door neighbor can be that child, and they may be older than you. You have to be aware of that. God is here to win the planet, and it takes every one of us having the goods revealed on the inside of us. Can you say amen to that? I just want to remind you of these few things that we've talked about just in the last, <clears throat> um, well, here lately, but last Sunday. I talked out of Luke 9, and I, and I want to read this verse, and then I'll just kind of quote a few of them. But in Luke 9, 1, Jesus called his disciples together, and he gave them power and authority over all demons, and to cure diseases. <clears throat> over all demon spirits, and to cure diseases. That's what he gave authority over. He gave that to those disciples. He gave it to 70 more. And then after the 70 got it and saw that it really was working, it said they returned with joy, and then he said, I give you, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And he said, nothing would hurt you or harm you. That's the authority as fathers and even mothers, men and women with the father's heart. 
we have to know that authority more than anything else. I'm telling you right now. It, it, it's not enough just to be born again. I mean, it is to be born again to live eternity in the place called heaven. But it's not enough to live victoriously on this earth. We've got to know the authority that God has given us. He's given us all authority and the ability to tread upon every demonic spirit. And he said, nothing would hurt you or harm you. I know, that's a heck of a deal right there. Amen? I embrace that deal every single day. That's why, that's why I have a daily routine on purpose. That's why I pray for hundreds of thousands of people all the time, every single day, and I don't miss because he said, first of all, pray for all people and all those who are in authority that you'll live a quiet and a peaceful life in all godliness and holiness. It's God's will. And his desire is that all men would be saved, but it'll never happen if we don't pray for people. If we don't have the Father's heart, we've got to know that's the will of the Father. I'm telling you things that are the heart of the Father. That's his desire. I'm not telling you something just off the top of my head. It sounds like a good idea. That's what he said. And if the Father has said those things, we have to embrace them, and then we have to implement them. We have to walk them out. I'm telling you today, you understanding the authority that God gave those first 12 and the 70 and on and on, he's given to you. And not only did he give you the authority, but he gave you the ability to carry it out. I'll tell you what, there's something to that. You know, if, if I gave Fabian the power of attorney over all my bank accounts. I said, you, you, you have the power of attorney to do whatever you want to with those monies, but don't touch them. Uh, well, why'd you give me the authority? Well, I'm just, you know, I, it just sounded good. No, it's not enough. I mean, you know, if I'm going to give him the power of attorney to do what I need done with my bank accounts, then I need to give him the release and the ability to carry it out, Right? God didn't give us the authority and then, you know, we're too stupid to figure out how to do it. He's given us the plan. And he said, do it, walk it out, and it'll produce the fruit. The other thing that he told us to do was to give the devil no place ever. Just yell out to me, give me, give me five things, you know, five different people, give me something that you think, just yell it out, something that you think gives the devil place in your life? Somebody. Fear. Somebody else. Anger. Confusion. Pride. Disobedience. And on and on and on and on and on and on. Gives the devil place. Now, I have authority to stop those things from operating in my life. And is that, is that just about my life? No, not if I've got other people that I'm connected to. No, it'll affect my wife. It'll affect my children, my spiritual children, everybody. It'll affect many, many people if I don't choose to learn how to give the devil no place. If he said, the devil can't have place in my life, then I've got to figure out how to operate that. Now, it's not in my ability that I give the devil no place. I have to figure out how he has already prepared the way for me to give the devil no place. And it's through the authority that he's given to us 
and released us in. Did he release those disciples? Absolutely. Why? Just so we could talk about how great the disciples were? <laughs> huh? Come on. Thank God that they did it. You know, they didn't do it perfectly, but they did it. And say, did it so that we could do it, right? But Jesus ultimately did it. He did the will of the Father. Father knew best, and he did the will of the Father so that you and I could have it today. It's this day that the hearts of the fathers are being turned to the children and the children to the fathers. It's this day. Why? Because we believe it. So in the world that I live in, that's happening today. In the world that I live in, it's happening today. In the world that you live in, it'll happen in your life if you choose it. God's given us that authority. Can you say amen? The other verse I read last week was James 4, 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. One translation said, he will run in terror from you when you resist him because you've submitted to God. And I said this to you. Um, if you weren't here, you can write this down or listen to the message or whatever, but I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I just want to remind you of it. You submit is what I said, and you resist. It's about what I do, not about what God does for me. God's already done it for me. Now I have to take what he's given me and submit to him, resist the devil, and it'll work. When I give God his rightful place over me by my submission to him, then I can take my place over the devil. I'm going to say it again. When I give God his rightful place over me by submitting to him and saying, God, my ideas are this. I think I could do it this way or accomplish it like this. But not my will, but yours be done. We've got... Jesus, our elder brother, the head of the church, being the perfect example that we can follow after and say, God, it's not my will that I'm going to do, but it's your will. And when I give God his rightful place in my life, then all of a sudden I begin to see my authority that I have over the devil, give him no place, resist him, and he will flee in terror. Why? Because if I'm submitted to God, I'm resisting him, not in my own ability, but in his power, and the devil flees from that. Oh my gosh. There's a verse of Scripture that says that everywhere the sole of your foot touched is conquered ground for the things of God. You realize when you're submitted to God, every time you drive out of town, the devil goes, no, go back, go back. Don't come over here. Don't go on vacation. Stay home. Because everywhere you set your hand, it's conquered ground. Everywhere you go, you can conquer things. Have you ever stayed in a motel room? I can't remember the last time that I stayed in a motel room that, number one, I prayed over the room before I got in, and when I left, I release the anointing that every person that would walk in that place would experience the presence of God. Can you do that? Does that sound like too spiritual? <laughs> Can you actually pray that? That the next person and the next person and the next person that stays in that room, their lives could be saved. Can it work that way? Is that the way that God intended for all men to be saved? I don't have to pick all the fruit. 
but I do have to do what he says. And I know God's told me to do that time and time again. Speak the word over this place. Take that channel changer and wipe it down good with a Clorox wipe. <laughs> and the next person that touches it, they may reach for the Gideon Bible and get saved. Who knows? Whatever. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but something has been planted there. But I, I, I just tell you right now, most people I know underestimate that ability that we have. We have the authority to change the whole world. Did Jesus change the world with the same spirit and the same anointing that you and I have? Did he change the world? Yeah. You know why? Because he spent most of his time praying and then the rest of his time doing. Humanity wants to do a lot, and then, oh my God, has it come to that to pray? You don't learn the Father. You don't learn the heart of the Father. That's what we were created to do, is to demonstrate the heart of the Father and release it, resist the devil, and he flees. I'm just telling you today, I, I'm telling you, you've got the ability and I am praying for you every single day that you're carrying this out. So when you see yourself doing things that you didn't think you'd ever do, just know, well, it's probably because pastor's praying. No, it's because of what Jesus did. But I'm praying, and I'm declaring what he said is so over your life, but it's because of what he did. It's because of what he accomplished. That you can accomplish things in this life you never even dreamed you could accomplish. Can you say amen? <clears throat> so today, on this great Father's Day, something so powerful about the prayer in Colossians 1. I, I was looking at it this morning. There's something powerful about that prayer in Colossians 1 that is so for the fathers in this house today. And I'm just telling you, if your father didn't bless you, if you have never really experienced the blessing of the Father. I'm just, or maybe you have. I'm asking all you fathers in the house, every father in the house, I want you to stand. Everybody else embrace and receive this today, but I'm speaking the blessing over every father in the house. If you're a father, stand to your feet. Everybody just close your eyes. You can lift your hands, but just see yourself being aware of these words and receiving from your Heavenly Father today. Today I ask that we be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. We walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him, 
being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, with all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. For God has delivered us today. God has delivered us from the power of darkness, transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our sins. Today I declare the blessing and the empowerment on every father to accomplish everything in life. And every man in the house, maybe you don't have blood children at the moment, you will, and that blessing is on your life. That authority and empowerment to be that father you were created to be is on your life today. There's no difference. We're all men created in the image of God, and having that authority is the key to our success. The authority from the father. Today I release it, I declare it, and I thank you for it, Father. And everybody said amen. Amen and amen. Glory to God. You can be seated for a moment. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. I love this verse, this passage, these two verses of Scripture. Today I'll leave this with you. Man. You can just hear, you can hear Jesus' heart. I mean, he was, he, he, he was raised for 30 years. A portion of that time he was raised by Joseph, but most, the, the rest of it, the last probably, I don't know if it was 12, 8 to 12 years, whatever, that when Joseph had passed away before, before Jesus' earthly ministry started, whatever time period that was, he was raised by his mother the rest of the time. And when he turned 30 years old, even though he knew it was beginning, he was still submitted to his mom until that day when he was baptized in the River Jordan. And what he learned and how he learned as a child, he was a son ha, that was empowered. And I'm telling you today, you hear it in this passage right here that I'm going to read that I'm leaving you with today. I'm telling you today, you're empowered to do the same thing that he did. We look at other people and it's great to have examples and I appreciate, really appreciate what Shannon said earlier um, about our role and that is our heart and we desire it. But if you don't have a relationship with your heavenly father, your connection with other people won't produce the fruit in your life. You have to have, you have to have both. Jesus proved that. You have to have both. But the relationship with the Heavenly Father is ultimate. Just listen to Jesus when he said this. He's talking to his disciples. He said in John 14, 12, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father what that all represented when I talk about it today but all that represented for him he 
was going to his father. He was sitting down at the right hand. And now we could have access to the throne of God 24-7 any time we need it. That's what he's produced for us. And he said, and whatever you ask in my name, that will I do that the father be glorified. He, he never left the father out. It wasn't about him. It was about the father. Life isn't about us. It's about the Father. It's about relationship with the Father. Because that's our success. And God has given each and every one of you in the house today. I know it's Father's Day, but I can't, you know, it's, it's hard even on Mother's Day not to talk to the men. God has given us so much. And we can do so much in the earth. I'm telling you, it's just beginning. It's the greatest day to be alive. But whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, he said, I'll do it. That the Father be glorified in the Son. Everybody in the house today say, I'm a son. Everybody. Say, I'm a son. We're, We're children of the Most High God. That the Father be glorified in what you do. That's the key. That the Father be glorified in what we do. Listen to me. You're forgiven of the past. I don't care what you've ever done, what mistakes you've ever made. But today you're empowered for the today and the future. Today is the first day of the rest of your life to live and serve God passionately with all your heart and operate in the authority and the dominion that God has given you. I believe it.